Thank you for enjoying another episode of the African American Business Association or AABA podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast using platforms like Apple or Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by the Western Women's Business Center. The Women's Business Center has served as a catalyst for the success of women entrepreneurs in the mountain region since 2014. Their mission is to meet the needs of women entrepreneurs through one-on-one business coaching, workshops, and access to capital. Their team of experts offer support on a range of topics small businesses need to start and grow. They are a program of Carolina Small Business Development, which is a statewide nonprofit CDFI with a mission to foster economic development in the state of North Carolina. For more information, please visit our website at www.bcnc.org or reach out to Laura Ford at lford at carolinasmallbusiness.org. Well, the first thing that I can say for the um, AABA is to let people know that we're here to help. Um, You know, as an African-American female who has been a business owner, who works with business owners every day, we need to come together as a collective and not fight and compete so hard against one another because we can really learn from one another. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the AABA or African American Business Association's podcast. This is season one, episode eight. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. The African American Business Association's podcast is sponsored and brought to you by the Western Women's Business Center. Today's special guest is Sharon Harvey. Sharon is a native of Indianapolis, Indiana. She holds a bachelor's degree in radio and television consisting of more than 40 credit hours in journalism from Butler University. She joined the uh, the SBA, pardon me, or Small Business Administration, Indiana District Office in 2008 as the public information officer and assumed the role of economic development specialist in 2014. Sharon loves working with people, especially when she can help them solve business problems or assist in their entrepreneurial goals. Sharon has assumed the role and the duties of senior area manager uh, Asheville, and we'll be working out of the AB Tech office here. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you, Jason, for having me. Absolutely. It's indeed an honor, a uh, plum pleasing pleasure to have you uh, on the uh, African American Business uh, Association's podcast or the AABA podcast. So, besides the spill, you know, that I may have just said there a little bit about you, um, who are you and, and what do you do? Well, Jason, thank you for having me. Um, As you said, I'm Sharon Harvey. I am the Senior Area Manager for the U.S. Small Business Administration. And what I do and what I love to do is to help small businesses to start to grow and expand. And what I mean by that is if you're a small business owner and you've got your idea that you want to do, you've got it written on a napkin, we can help you, um, you know, along with the, our counselors at the Western Women's Business Center. We can take that idea, help you develop the business plan, as well as those small businesses that are already in business. Say you've been in business a year or two. You know, it's not too late to come and seek um, and ask us, you know, how we can help. Because we find out a lot of times 
businesses have their own entity um, as far as, you know, whether they're a sole corp or LLC. Um, you know, I want to talk to you a lot about what's going on, you know, what we found through the pandemic. So I'd like to talk to you about, you know, some of the things that we found that small business owners are, are doing wrong. Um, you know, we're just here, like I say, the Small Business Administration has been in business since 1953. We're one of the smallest federal agencies. So I work for you. Mm-hmm. And we've been in business since 1953, as I said, to help small businesses to start and to grow and expand. So, you know, I hope in the next, what, 30 minutes, Jason, we can, you know, help those that um, need the Women's Small Business um, Center we can help them figure out, you know, what they need and how we can help. Absolutely. And thank you for opening this up. So as it relates to the pandemic, so many companies, you know, had these furloughs, uh, furloughed people. And now what we're looking at from uh, Land of Sky, uh, Nathan Ramsey, they're putting out a report that says that, uh, you know, with the, uh, the hiring boom, so they're, they're, the hiring boom is slowing down. However, uh, quitting jobs is rising, you know, it, it's, it's on the increase. And so uh, due to this pandemic with the flexibility and hybrid uh, uh, meeting places and what have you. So, you know, how has the pandemic in your viewpoint really affected businesses, especially here in, in Western North Carolina? Well, what I've observed and in talking to people in Western North Carolina, there's been two things. Um, of course, the delay in people being to being able to say open their restaurants open their barbershops um you know open the massage parlor you know it's keeping you know people are still reluctant to go out some people are um and it's causing people to to shift it's you know they're like we still have to eat we still have to pay bills we still have to do so many other things but then we've got the other side where you know you've got kids at school, out of school, in school. Um, people are taking care of their, their parents or people that are sick. So the shift, the demand is more or less people have decided or figured out, I can still work and stay at home. So yeah. that's kind of where the shift is going, um, where people are now trying to create. Um, believe it or not, we're seeing people that are, you know, people are calling me every day saying, I want to start a business or I want to buy a business. So we still have entrepreneurs out there. And as I said, you know, even though the pandemic's here, um, you know, we're hoping that it goes away and that, you know, it doesn't get worse again during the cold. But what we want to see is for businesses to start right. Yeah. Um, Because the worst thing is, and, and I'll say this, if you are, say, an auto mechanic, and you want to start a business as a business owner, we don't want you underneath the hood of the car. So that's what a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs, they want to do be the doer and, and a small business, you're not the doer. You're hiring people to do what it is that you want them to do. So that's one of the biggest challenges that we have is, the small business owner knows what he or she knows how to do, but they don't relinquish those things, but we need them to be out growing the business and, and forming the business versus doing the work. If sure. that, you know, if that, if that makes sense, because 
we can't grow the business if the person who owns the business is underneath the hood of the car or baking the goods. We need them to promote the business. We need them to structure the business, you know, come up with the mission. What is the business, you know, what is the business to do? And then hire the people that can make your mission come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell me something, what does a, um, uh, you know, what does a successful case study of that, what does it look like? Like, do you have examples of what that would actually look like um, with a business owner actually, um, uh, you know, not doing the work of the business, but, but running the business and not letting the business run them? Right. Well, what we, you know, like I say, I think one of the best starts, um, not that you can't do it yourself, uh, but I think Google is one of the worst places to go. Um, and I say that because you can find good information there. You can find bad information there. So with, um, you know, working with the Western Women's Business Center, one of the first things they want you to do is they want you to establish a business plan. So they want to give you, you know, they want you to have a realistic look of what this business looks like. I talk to people every day. And of course, when you ask them, you know, how much do they want to make? The magic word is I want to make a million dollars. Well, regardless, there are some businesses that I don't care what you do to it. It's just not going to make a million dollars. And so, you know, that may be something that you're like, oh, well, that's just not realistic. So maybe I don't even want to go down that road. But, um, you know, with the business plan, we want to make sure that you understand who your competitors are. Um, you know, what are some of the trends? Are the trends going up? Are the trends going down? You know, is the business, has it plateaued? Um, you know, what do you do if another competitor comes into the market? How do you keep from losing your market share? What happens when a business closes? How do you gain those market shares? These are all the things that are in your business plan. Um, and for those that, you know, with startups, you know, I ask a lot of times, you know, they'll say, well, how much money do you need? And they'll just throw a number out there. And I'm like, well, that's not really the way we need to, you know, come at this. So it's like, what are the one-time costs? And I'll just use, for example, you know, the bakery, North Carolina has, you know, Western North Carolina has some great ones. But you look at your one, you know, what are your 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 one time costs? If you're going into a brick and mortar, okay, how much does that oven cost? How much are the build out? You know, what are the the one time, you know, you gotta paint the walls, you gotta buy whatever it is that you're going to serve people on. So those are your one time, those are your one time costs. Then your reoccurring costs. Um, if you have a website, you know, what is that, you know, what is that monthly cost? You've got internet, you've got lights, you've got water, you've got gas. What are all those monthly costs? So then you add up all those costs. And at the end of the day, you've got to figure out how do you get to that cost to even break even amongst mm. other things. So those are things that we try to get, you know, small business owners to understand is that you've got cost regardless if you sell one good or one service. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, those are things that we look at because those things are so important because that's then that's when we sort of say, 
okay, I need to do this. You know, I need to have so many, so much in sales a week, every two weeks, once a month so that I can pay my bills. And then that's a great one that I want to say is so many small business owners, they get the money, they put it in the, in their pocket or they've got their personal debit card and they go to Walmart and they buy <laughs> paper towel and toilet paper for the business. But then they pick up some hamburgers, some bread, some eggs. We've got to separate these costs. Yeah. And so that's, you- one, that's been one of the biggest hurdles trying to assist small business into getting some of the economic aid that's been out there because mm. not, you know, separate having a business count and a personal count is detrimental to a small business. Yeah. So you bring up another uh, great point is, is taxes. You know, a lot of small business uh, owners, you know, really don't know um, how to file their taxes. What is the amount of money that they would actually need, you know, to, to, to file taxes. So can you kind of talk about that a little, like, what is the tax bracket of a small business versus a, I guess, a medium? And then uh, even a sole proprietor versus LLC and, you know, that, that kind of deal. Well, what I'll say is, Jason, you've met me. So I pretty much go at everybody <laughs> like they're my babies. And I'll just basically say, <laughs> are we going to be in business or are we going to play business? Mm. And when I say that, that's because, you know, Business owners, they tell me, well, I don't want to pay a whole lot of taxes so they don't record a lot of earnings. Mm. But then when things happen and they don't have a lot of earnings, they're not going to get a lot of assistance. So that's why I always say, are we going to be in business? Are we going to play business? And it doesn't matter to me because it's your business It's your, you know, you're the one that's going to have to answer to the IRS and the state of North Carolina and all these other things. My job is just to tell you the right way to do it Um, and understanding that, you know, I, I love my babies. I love my young people. But understanding that there's a difference between a bank and an online bank. And a lot of times, you know, it's easy. You put the app on your phone, people can send you money through Cash App, or you can, you know, get a, get um, become a member of Chime. But those aren't banks. And I need people to understand that these are, most of these are like third-party financial companies. You send your money to them, they hold it, they make money. When it's time for you to send it to someone or pay a bill, then that's how they operate. But, you know, I need you to understand that you may not like dealing with a a real bank. Um, You've got service charges that are incorporated in some of these, you know, these these, um, dealing with the banks, but they provide a service. They're FDIC insured. So if something should happen to your money, it's federally insured versus some of these online banks or dealing with the check cashing places. I think MetaBank is one of those, but they're not really banks. And Jason, I just want, you know, sometimes we got to read that fine print so that we understand what's going on. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. I agree. And then the best thing is, you know, when you're talking to your accountant or your CPA or your bookkeeper 
it's not that you have to have these people on hand all the time, but it's just good to talk to them, you know, maybe once a year to make sure that you're on track with, with your payroll and understanding what the actual payroll tax is. A lot of times it's those small things that get people in trouble and those small things turn into large, you know, they turn into larger things. Yeah, you, you definitely have to sweat the small stuff before it becomes the large stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier, you alluded to, uh, I guess, you know, some of the challenges that you've had. Can you talk to, you know, just a brief moment about some of the other challenges that you may have had in, uh, you know, trying to educate uh, small business owners about business? Well, I mean, um, understanding, um, as I said, we are not attorneys, so we really don't talk to small businesses. You know, we tell them, okay, are you a sole proprietor? You know, we want to make sure that at least you file as a sole proprietor um, for tax purposes, but understanding the consequences with an LLC, um, because they all do have different tax ramifications. So that's one of the the biggest things. having a bank account, not putting your cash in your pocket. And then, as I say, going out and doing other things that are business and personal related with the cash that you just made from your business. So all these things need to be deposited so that you can show income in, income going out. So you've got your income and your expenses. Um, You know, understand, you know, and actually filing the taxes. That's another thing. Uh, We have some people that one of the things is they would use one um, address on their on their um, taxes, but then they were using additional um, different addresses when they were filing for some of the different benefits. Being Mm -hmm. able, you know, I tell, you know, it's a day of everything is technology, throw it all in a, in a folder, things that are related to your business, because a lot of people, um, were panicking, especially during the pandemic, and they didn't have all their paperwork, so they were guessing at numbers. Um, they didn't, you know, their EIN number. People were transposing them. Even your social security number. When you're filing as a sole proprietor, we had so many people that were calling us saying, "I transposed my numbers," and we're like, "But that's basically we're starting over." Um, so it wasn't that we weren't trying to help, but it was that there was so much misinformation because people were trying to move at such a a fast pace. So once again, I'm just going to circle back around to say the pandemic hopefully was a one-time thing, but so many of these things came out that people didn't have EIN numbers and simply all the EIN number is is your social security for your business. That's the easiest way that I can explain it. <laughs> and then I want to say another thing. I want to pat it, you know, give everybody that slap on the hand because basically, please, please do not pay anyone to file your EIN number. I've had people tell me I paid someone $100, $250, $500. Simply go to irs.gov click on your EIN, just make sure that you have solidified the name of your business, your entity is correct, fill out the form, it takes about five minutes, make sure you have a, make a copy of it or take a picture of it. If you know, you wanna put everything on your phone, make a pic, 
take a picture of it so when someone asks you, you've got your EIN number and you're not guessing at it and it's not causing you any kind of trouble. And now that you have an EIN number, you can go to a bank and open up a business bank account. So, I mean, that's kind of what, you know, one of the things that I have is, um, and that's one of the first things that the uh, Women's Business Center will will kind of work with you on is establishing your EIN number so that you can pay taxes and that so that you can start your business on the right journey. Very good. Very good. So now in your observation, how can the African-American Business Association uh, help facilitate business growth? Who is, you know, of course, sponsored by the Western Women's Business Center? Well, the first thing that I can say for the um, AABA is to let people know that we're here to help. Um, you know, as an African-American female who has been a business owner, who works with business owners every day, we need to come together as a collective <laughs> and not fight and compete so hard against one another because we can really learn from one another. Facts. We can grow together. Um, you know, I always say one thing that you have, you someone else has something that can accentuate your business. So guess what? We can all grow together. We can all learn together. That's right. Um, and as I tell everyone, anything you say to me and the Western Women's Business Center is personal and confidential. So if you need an arm or I mean an ear to someone to listen and to provide you with some feedback, um, we're here to do that. But um, I just say we want to get back to the basics. So, you know, anyone that's going to be part of the AABA, I want to say we've got some great things coming in 2022. We're going to do some workshops and some trainings on marketing. We're going to get you off of Facebook. Well, not off of Facebook, but we're going to show you how Facebook can be a, a part of your advertising or your, your marketing plan, but not the end all to be all. So we're going to do some things on, you know, some creative marketing. We're going to talk about maybe some businesses you can add to um, what you're doing. They have so many franchises now that are like five. I mean, you know, it used to be everyone looked at franchises as say a McDonald's, but there are so many franchises now that are like vending machine. So you may, you know, you may have a restaurant. But you can put a, say, a yogurt machine in your restaurant. And now you've added another feature that you may, you know, that you didn't have before. So right. we're going to talk about, you know, maybe what are some of these franchising opportunities that we can add to grow to our business? Um, it may be that some people want to start a business and don't know what business they would be good at. So that'll be another part of the franchising um, we're going to look at, you know, time management. So many of us run around and I hate to say it some days I'm a victim of it, but we run around. And at the end of the day, we say, I didn't get anything accomplished. So we're going to look at, you know, time management. We're going to look at some strategic planning. You know, what are some strategies that we can be different where we don't right. have to work harder? but we can set ourselves apart. 
So yes, I just want to say for those that have been a part of AABA um, or kind of show up sometimes, I say, you know, put us on your schedule for 2022. We're going to do some great things. Um, I think, what is it, six trainings we're going to do. So since we're, since we're only going to do six, we're going to make sure that they're great and dynamic, as well as the deep dive labs that um, the Western Women's Business Center does, and also some of the um, other trainings that we do. Um, December is National Write a Business Plan Month. So we're going to be doing a business plan for those of you that you know, don't have one or you want to look at tweaking yours. So we're going to have a, a webinar on that. And yeah. I do want to say one other thing is the Western Women's Business Center does not provide grants to small businesses because I know sometimes a lot of businesses, they get upset because they think they, they have a disposal, you know, they have funds at their disposal. Now what they can help you do is they can help you find one of our micro lenders or they can help you prepare to go to a bank. But um, the, the Western Women's Business Center is not, a per, is not an organization that has funds to give to small businesses. Now, the Western Women's Business Center as, and also the SBA, we're partners in Catapult and we do small business pitches along with the SBTDC. So those are ways that a small business can pitch and can get um, funding for their small business. But um, if you are a member of the Western Women's Business Center, they post these things on their websites and on their newsletter. So when these pitches come about, I encourage everyone to, um, to fill out the short application and submit because it's a way for you to First of all, pitch your business, um, get some feedback and help you hone in your skills for that elevator pitch for when someone says, well, what do you do? Or if you're trying to get someone um, to be a partner or to, to fund your business, it just rolls right off the, your tongue what it is that you do. So, you know, we do have a lot of other programs to assist you with um, finding some other grant opportunities. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, do you have any closing comments and contact information that you would like to give to our audience today? Well, I will say yes. Um, and Jason, thank you. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Um, I could talk all day about helping small businesses to start to grow and expand. Just want to say we're here to help you start the right way. Um, you can reach out to me at any time. The best since we are still um, not in the office, you feel free to send me an email. It's simply my name, Sharon.Harvey at SBA.gov. You can send me, um, you know, you, if you have any questions or if you just want to have a conversation, I'd be glad to set up a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting and we can talk about what it is that you want to do, or maybe you want to do something different, um, you want to transition, or after you hear about some of the great things that we're doing in 2022, um, you can still keep my number or my email. And um, if something comes up and it strikes, you know, it gives you a little spark, I'd, be, I'd love to talk to you about whatever it is, the endeavor that you have. Um, 
and just like I say, Western North Carolina, people are so creative um, from, you know, selling things on the land from, from the mushrooms to repurposing clothes to, you know, coming up with all the different, um, you know, a hamburger is not just a hamburger. It's a hamburger with something else in it. So, you know, we don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to stop anyone from thinking outside the box and using your creativity. All we want to do is make sure that you get it marketed you understand your place in the marketplace and that you price accordingly. Um, we don't want you to be, to come into the marketplace or be in the marketplace saying, I'm going to be the cheapest thing and everyone will come. I want to say that's the wrong way to think and that's not going to happen. So we want to price you accordingly. So if you come in and you're mid-level, that's okay because we're going to work with you to have the plan to be able to have customer service, to help you with your HR, and to help you have the best product that it is that you can have. And then I will say, after we get you up and running and you're ready to go, the last thing that the SBA does is we help small businesses with contracts. So whether that's um, our women-owned small business, our veteran-owned um, small business, our we have an eight-day program. We spent over $7 billion last year. So we want to make sure that the small businesses and the African-American small businesses get their piece of the pie. That's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Miss um, Sharon Harvey of the SBA here in WNC or Western North Carolina and helping out with the uh, Western Women's Business Center and the African-American Business Association. Thank you all so much for enjoying another episode of the AABA podcast. And you guys take care. Thank you again, Sharon. Thank you, Jason.